gut health is really responsible. Like you said, it's responsible for virtually all aspects of our overall health. It's hard to find any non-communicable disease that's not associated with the imbalance of our gut health. Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and the Fit Mother Project podcast. Today's episode, we are joined by guest expert Tina Anderson, who is the co-founder and CEO of Just Thrive, a very high-quality probiotic company where they provide spore-based probiotics to help improve gut health. And this episode is cool because what Tina does is she really gets into some of the information behind why gut health is so important. And unless you've been living under a rock for the last five years, then you've probably seen the explosion of interest in gut health. People talking about why probiotics are good for you, why it's good to eat different kinds of fibers like prebiotic fiber for your gut bacteria. Well, Tina really just elucidates this massive connection between gut health and all facets of our life, including inflammation in our brain autoimmune conditions, all this often is associated with problems in the gut. And it's a cool conversation because Tina brings up a couple things that I think you should know about. And that's the idea of LPS toxins. You're going to hear Tina references throughout the conversation. LPS stands for lipopolysaccharide. And basically, there's certain kinds of bacteria in the body, like E. coli is an example, that is a gram-negative bacteria. It's a type of bacteria. It's just a classification. And it's wrapped in this outer coating called LPS, lipopolysaccharide. And the problem is, is when we have LPS in the gut, it's not a huge issue. But when we're eating eating a lot of the wrong kinds of foods, a lot of pesticide sprayed foods, a lot of sugar, a lot of foods that create inflammation, those LPS outer layers of that bacteria actually leaks into our blood and causes a whole cascade of inflammation. And we can actually measure LPS levels in the blood. And a lot of that can be predictive and related to different kinds of autoimmune disorders, inflammation in the brain, all sorts of joint problems. So it is really important to take into consideration why gut health is of top priority. And what Tina also does as someone who runs a probiotic company is is she makes a stance that the best types of probiotics are spore-based probiotics. That's what her company really specializes in, these different types of probiotic strains that are able to survive the very acidic stomach and make their way into the small intestine where they can actually like wake up from their dormant spore state and become active and exert a lot of good benefits. And I do believe in spore-based probiotics and the research that Tina's company does support that. I do want to mention as well, though, There are many probiotics besides just spore probiotics that can survive the digestive tract. They just need to be coated with the proper kinds of delivery mechanisms. And the highest quality probiotic supplements do have different mechanisms for getting them through the stomach. So this is a message. If you're taking a low quality probiotic supplement, you know, maybe something you just buy randomly off of Amazon that you don't know is vetted, then it might not be working for you. But if you're able to get some higher quality delivery supplements or certainly try Tina's Just Thrive probiotic supplements that are spore based, you're going to get better benefits. And by and large, I think you're going to find this conversation very fun, a lot of fascinating stuff. And I'm going to make this recommendation for you here is eat lots of fiber, different types of fiber, fruits and vegetables that will help feed your gut bacteria. So whether or not you do end up supplementing, the fibers themselves can feed these gut bacteria populations and help you have better gut health. And so today, let's tune in and listen to Tina Anderson as she drops a lot of her wisdom about gut health and why certain types of probiotics are better than others. Enjoy. 
All right, Tina, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Dr. Anthony. This is going to be a fun conversation where we're going to go deep on one of your passions and expertises, which is gut health, digestive health, and how that affects our overall health. Before we get there, though, I think you have a pretty interesting personal story. And as a little bit of background, we connected, I think, a few months back at a health conference and really glad that we did connect because you have so much wisdom to share. Before you got into studying gut health and running Just Thrive, the company that you do run that has this whole slew of amazing products, probiotics included, where'd you start? I know you started in in the law space. So give us a quick background of, of your of your life story, you know, maybe one, two minutes, and then we'll get into some of the science behind gut health. Sure. Yeah. I started, you're right. I started out in the legal profession. I was in litigation for many years leading sort of an unfulfilled life as far as my career was concerned. So I was also working crazy hours and I started having children and I really wanted to spend more time at home with the kids and have more of a work-life balance. And so I um, was able, I was fortunate enough to go into a family pharmaceutical business where I was able to be their general counsel. And it was really great because I thought, my gosh, I'm helping people. Like we're delivering life-saving medications to people and and making a difference in this world. And, And that was always something that was really important to me anyway. And so as I was as we were in the industry, my husband and I, we started to notice a lot of the abuses in the pharmaceutical industry. You know, we started to see the overprescribing of medications. We started seeing that with our own family members. You know, a family member would go on a pharmaceutical for, let's say, um, a joint issue, and then all of a sudden would start having stomach pain. And then they take another pharmaceutical and then they would start getting skin rashes from that. And the next thing you know, they were on a half a dozen medications and really never getting better from that initial injury or cause. So my husband and I are pretty deep thinkers. We read a lot of Norman Vincent Peale, Wayne Dyer, um, a lot of great authors out there. And we just believed we weren't doing our life's work. You know, we just, we didn't believe, we weren't sold on the big pharma model. I mean, pharmaceuticals are great. There are life-saving medications out there. There's a time and a place for them, especially in emergency type situations or acute type situations. But we were really focused on getting to the root cause of an issue and focus on maintenance of health and prevention of disease rather than focusing on treating symptoms and treating disease. So through one of my husband's colleagues, we were able to, we started learning a lot about gut health and the importance it had on our overall health and some of the flaws with current probiotics that were on the market. And so through a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, and you know, sometimes I think it's just a lot of luck. We were able to license these we were offered the opportunity to license these very, very incredible um, research strains from London University out of Royal Holloway University, Dr. Simon Cutting, world-renowned researcher on um, probiotic supplements. So from there, we took our life savings and we put it into this business. And from there, Just Thrive Probiotic was born. And it has been the most you know, gratifying career journey I have ever been on. There is no doubt about that. That's a really beautiful story. And I want to say congratulations for being in this new chapter and getting to come on shows like this and spread the good word on everything you've learned and the different products you have to help people. So as we work our way into this conversation about maybe some of your products as well, let's talk about gut health. Like, why is it so important for our overall health? Let's start big picture. Yeah, I love that you started there because I love talking about this because gut health is really responsible. Like you said, it's responsible for virtually all aspects of our overall health. It's hard to find any non-communicable disease that's not associated with the imbalance of our gut health. And so we know that 
The Human Microbiome Project was launched about 10 years ago, told us more about the you know, gut than we ever knew before. And what we found out is that the gut is dictating all aspects of our overall health. We found out that we are 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human cells. And that's really hard for people, you know, it's worth repeating, you know, it's hard for people to wrap their head around there. We are more bacteria than we are human cells. And yet we live in this world that is so offensive to our bacteria. You know, we live in this very antimacterial world between antibacterial hand sanitizers, antibacterial soaps, all of, there's just, there's so many offenders to our gut health out there. And I, I could go into that, but it's every day we are living with all of these offenders to our gut health. And yet our gut health is dictating, you know, we, we think of gut health as gastrointestinal issues. And certainly if you have, you know, gas or bloating, diarrhea, constipation, those are certainly signs that you have some imbalance going on in your gut. But what we're starting to understand now is it's, you know, our skin health is directly, you have a skin rash or some type of chronic skin rash that is associated with the health or unhealth of your gut. You know, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, all of these things are associated with our gut health, uh, the gut brain access, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia, anxiety, mood disorders, those are all related to our gut health. Our neurotransmitters, so dopamine, GABA, serotonin, all these really important neurotransmitters are produced in our gut. So it's like I said, it's really hard to find any condition, non communicable disease that's not associated with a imbalance of our gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, powerful for sure. And I also think it's so interesting is like this is the internal axis along with the spine of this entire body layout. Like everything we consume must go through this digestive tract, be encountered and digested by our own immune system as in addition to all the enzymes and then the gut bacteria working in concert. And then a lot of people have probably heard this term leaky gut before. And, and some people listening to this may know what that is, but like, what do we find when with what's happening with like maybe a rise of autoimmune conditions and stuff like that? Can you speak a little bit to what happens if we are having um, things that are offending our gut often? Like what, what can happen, what damage happens and what's some of the cascade from there? Yeah, no, I'm so glad you brought that up because leaky gut is an epidemic that we're experiencing as a society right now. And basically, leaky gut is exactly what it sounds like. There's this intestinal cell wall that's one cell layer thick. And when that wall starts to get deteriorated, it starts to have these holes in it. So we know that they estimate that the majority of the population, 80% of the population has a leaky gut and doesn't know it. So what happens when you have a leaky gut is these toxins called LPS, that stands for lipopolysaccharides, LPS toxins start to seep into the bloodstream. So the LPS toxins are normally found in our gut. When they're in our gut, they're really not problematic. It's when they seep into the bloodstream that they start to cause this inflammatory response by our immune system. And so now we start having this inflammation. This inflammation could lead to, you know, our heart. It could go to our uh, different, our liver, different organs, our brain. Um, and so when we have this, this is in this, this, these LPS toxins that seep into our bloodstream also are a huge cause, like you mentioned about of autoimmune disease. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I didn't bring that up earlier. But, you know, if you have an autoimmune dis- disease, if you have allergies, you, you know, almost, you know, 100%, you know, 99% have a leaky gut. Um, so we know that it's so critical to help try to seal up that leakiness of the gut. And that's the good news. The bad news is that 
everything, the world that we're living in, unfortunately, is so, so offensive to our gut health. I mentioned the antibacterial soaps, the antibacterial, you know, hand sanitizers, things like that. But one of the biggest offenders of gut health is antibiotics. So antibiotics that we take and we know people, there was a study that showed, you know, 50% of antibiotics that are prescribed are actually unnecessary. And we know that those antibiotics are killing off the good bacteria while they're killing off the bad bacteria. And, and we know there's antibiotics found in our food supply. So we may be vigilant about not getting on an antibiotic quickly when, you know, we feel sick, but it's also there, it's found in our, those are found in our food supply. So we know antibiotics are huge offenders. Glyphosate, which is, of course, the active ingredient in Roundup, which is sprayed all over our produce and our food supply, is incredibly offensive to our gut health. With antibiotics, we know antibiotics kill the bad bacteria and the good bacteria. The worst part about glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, is it only targets the beneficial bacteria. So it's actually killing off only your good bacteria. So, um, you know, that's another offender. We know stress is a huge offender, and that sounds so woo-woo to people. But we know, I mentioned the gut-brain access. When you you your gut can um, support your brain health and your brain health can support your gut health. So one of the things I always tell people to do is to meditate or to do whatever act of self-love that makes them calmer. But all of these things are, you know, these we have all these offenders out there, alcohol, sugar, um, household products. Um, you know, there's a study that showed that households that use cleaning products that say kills 99.99% of the bacteria actually have children with a higher incidence of allergies and autoimmune issues. So we really have to be careful. Like we're living in this world that's so offensive. But the good news is that our gut is capable of healing itself with the right tools and the right practices. And and that's what we found out. We did a double-blind human clinical trial on leaky gut. And that study showed that with you know 30 days of taking these spore-based probiotics, you actually saw a 42% reduction in LPS toxins seeping into the bloodstream. And remember those LPS toxins I mentioned earlier. That's huge. Yeah, it's it's really huge. You no, know, it was the first study of its kind, and I don't know of any other probiotic or pharmaceutical company who has done a study of that magnitude. So it's it's really exciting that we you know, but there's other things that we could be doing. You know, we we know that we could be um, like I said, meditating. I know. It, it, people just have a hard time wrapping their heads around that. But it really, we know there is so much documented science on this that we know that the gut is sending signals to the brain and the brain is sending, sending signals back to the gut. So just trying to live calmer and bringing your cortisol levels down will actually be very supportive of your gut health. We know that, um, you know, just trying to eat a diverse group of foods, we know having diversity in our microbiome means you have a healthy microbiome. So when you have a, if you're eating a diverse group of foods by going to different ethnic grocery stores or trying to eat different kinds of food, that even is supportive of your gut health. You know, avoiding antibiotics, really trying to eat clean. Um, I always encourage people to do the best they can. I know it's very difficult for people to eat organic. It's expensive. Um, it's even hard sometimes to find organic foods, but really trying to find foods that don't have antibiotics in them that are organic and stay away from those glyphosates are all really beneficial to the gut health. And even just like walking in nature, you know, being around dirt and nature is incredibly beneficial. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a beautiful answer. You hit on just so many different aspects that people need to be aware of. 
not overusing antibiotics, good reasons now to choose organic and certainly stay away from most of those processed foods, especially the processed grains that have the glyphosate in them. I think we're going to see more and more publicity coming out on why glyphosate is so harmful, largely because of this, this gut connection that it does have. Are there any other things that people can do in terms of like lifestyle, daily practices, nutrition timing that can help optimize digestive health? And I want to mention one more thing before you answer that is, is you also mentioned like diversity of strains of bacteria in your digestive tract is good. So maybe like eating large different types of fibers, fruits, and vegetables. So what can we do on like a nutrition capacity? Yeah. So as far as foods, I think the biggest thing is you know, definitely lots of different types of vegetables and fruits and things that will really help support you know, feeding your good bacteria. And diff- like I said, it's really important to go to eat, like I said, ethnic grocery stores because you're getting different from different soils and different textures of foods and just all different kinds of strains that will help feed all the different types of bacteria in our gut. Um, and then one of the interesting things that we should all be doing, which seems counterintuitive, is to actually intermittent fast. That's a huge hack that um, I'm a huge fan of. I know so many people go to intermittent fasting for the weight loss um, aspect of it. One of the reasons I went to it was just because of all the studies on how important it is and supportive it is to your gut health. We know that there are certain types of bacteria that actually proliferate when the gut is being, you know, deprived, is being starved. And so it's pretty interesting that you you would never think that, but we know now that it actually creates diversity by not feeding certain bacteria in our gut. It actually causes it to proliferate even more. So really, really important to intermittent fast. That's a huge hack for um, gut health. And I always tell people, you know, try to give yourself grace as you start. It's not easy. I was one of those people that I thought it was really difficult to start intermittent fasting. But now it's like, I, I can't even imagine not doing it. It just, it makes my life so much easier. It's less time preparing foods and um, I just have better workouts in the morning by um, intermittent fasting. But it's a really great hack for gut health as well. Nice. So what does like a day in your life look like in terms of like when you wake up, certain foods you eat that you know are good for gut health, certain supplements that you take for gut health. And these could be some of your products as well as fasting. Can you run us through like a little bit of like a rundown of some of the highlights of your personal routine as you feel like it optimizes your health? Yeah. So um, I wake up every morning and I have um, warm water with lemon. And then I sit and do my um, meditation or deep breathing, depending on what I want to do. I do a little bit mixture of meditation and deep breathing. Um, I'm a big walker. I walk um, outside every day, even though I live in Chicago and it can be very, very cold in the winters. I really try to get outside as much as possible. That's really great for my mental health. And then as far as supplements, I, you know, my God, (laughs) I take a lot of supplements, but I'm a huge believer in them. But foundationally, the most important thing is supporting your gut health because when your gut is inflamed, it can't absorb other nutrients. So you could be eating all the healthy foods you want to be taking. You could be taking all these different types of supplements, but if your gut is inflamed in any way, it's not absorbing nutrients. So that's why my primary focus is the gut. And so I take our spore-based probiotic. I never miss a day of that. I take our prebiotic every day, which is of course the food that's feeding the beneficial bacteria in the gut. Um, and I could go into why that's so different. I take our IgG product, which is immunoglobulin G. I also take our gut fortify product, which is helping uh, further seal the mucosal barrier in the gut. I take vitamin D, I take vitamin C, I take fish oil, I take uh, CoQ10. 
oh my gosh, I take a lot of supplements. It's like I, I the people on the airplane, if I'm on the airplane, see me and I've just got this huge, massive, ba- uh, you know, bags of supplements. And uh, But I, I just, I really believe that we're living in a world that's unfortunately so depleted of a lot of nutrients. And I think it's important to, you know, supplement with them. Nice. That's a good rundown. So let's segue into what makes some of your products you have at Just Thrive unique. And I think this is a good educational opportunity. You advertise, you guys have spore-based probiotics. What does that mean? And why are those different than probiotics people might find elsewhere? Yeah, so spore-based probiotics are a completely different category of probiotics than the conventional probiotics we find in the, you know, in health food stores or, you know, in the market. A spore-based probiotic has this endospore shell around itself. And it's not something we've engineered or we have not enterocoded it or anything like that. These spore-based probiotics actually are were found in the soil and our ancestors used to consume them on a daily basis. And they would, they basically are dormant. So they're not live bacteria. So in order to be a probiotic, it needs to be live when it hits the intestines. So the spores have the ability to, they're dormant when you swallow them. They're dormant when they hit the gastric system. So the gastric system, the stomach is very acidic. It's meant to be the acidic, you know, the gastric barrier, it's meant to be acidic. So most probiotics are, they die before they get to the intestines. They'll die in that stomach acid. But the spores have this shell around themselves that allows them, this is nature has created these spores to help support our gut health. So these spores actually get through to the intestines alive with their shell on. When they hit the intestines, the spores recognize it as their home. They take their shell off and that's when they go into their live vegetative cell state. So, and then when they get there, this is also very different than most probiotics, is they have the ability to stay there for about 21 to 28 days. They colonize, they attach to the intestinal cell wall, and then they have the ability to work through every part of the intestinal tract. So it's really important that, you know, you hear a lot of doctors will even say, oh, you know, you need to have a, you need live bacteria. So make sure you get one in the refrigerator. And it's like, it's not, the standard is not to be live in the refrigerator. The standard is to be live in the intestines. And most probiotics that need to be refrigerated need to be refrigerated because they can't withstand the room temperature of the store shelf. So like if they didn't, if they can't withstand the room temperature of the store shelf, which is much cooler than 98.6 of your body, how in the world would it ever survive your body temperature, which is 98.6? And the answer is, they're not. One of the first studies we did was a gastric survivability study and showed that 99.9% of major probiotics out on the market are dying off by the time they get to the intestines. Those strains die off by the time they get to the intestines. And that basically means there's, you know, dead bacteria therapy. And, and people will say, well, I, I did feel better when I started taking a conventional probiotic. And you could, you definitely could start feeling some symptomatic relief, but the spores actually get to the root cause. They're going in, they're getting rid of the pathogenic bacteria. They're helping bring your good bacteria back to life. So one of the best examples I love to give or comparisons I love to give is if you use a garden analogy, you compare a garden with your gut and the garden has been stepped on and trampled on and there's weeds growing all over that garden. And you kind of compare that to your gut where you've got good bacteria and pathogenic bacteria. So the spores, you throw them into the garden. They have the ability to attach to the soil in the garden. They have the ability to get rid of the weeds in the garden. And then they have the ability to take those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on and help come back to life, if you will. Whereas the regular conventional probiotics, you throw those strains into the garden 
most of them never even get there. But let's say they did get there. They're not doing anything with the weeds. They're not doing anything with the plants that have been stepped on and trampled on, but they might plant a little, a new plant here and there. So maybe it makes the garden look a little bit better, but it's not making a real change and getting to the root cause of your gut dysbiosis. So that, that's really the biggest difference is that ability to survive the gastric system. That's the unique quality of the spores and also that ability to stay there and start making a change in the, in the gut. Um, bacteria and and through all parts from the small intestine all the way down to the distal colon. So it's working for 21 to 28 days, making true changes in the gut bacteria. So it's a really, really effective approach to gut health. Okay. That's really interesting. And I, I think definitely a conversation that many people maybe haven't heard before, especially if they have been taking some probiotics. And if people are privy to looking on labels, what will a spore-based probiotic look like? It's not going to be the lactobacillus or the bifidobacterium that you often find in the different you know, subcategories of those. It's going to be bacillus, right? Yes, bacillus. Can you, can you explain that? Yeah, so bacillus, um, the, the strains that are in our product are bacillus indicus, which is an antioxidant producing strain. So it actually produces carotenoids. This is a really unique feature of our product. Bacillus indicus is a carotenoid producing strain. So it's producing like lycopene, astaxanthin, zeaxanthin, all of these incredible antioxidants are being produced right in the gut. So that's that's a really, we could talk about that again later, but that's a really neat strain in our product. Bacillus subtilis, Bacillus coagulans and Bacillus um, clausi are all very thought out strains that are used in our product that are all doing different things in the gut. And here's the other really important factor with our product that's really different is our product is DNA verified. And what that basically means um, is that we have tested to make sure that what we say is on the label is actually in the product. What's happening is we all know we want diversity in our in our products because we want a diverse group or we, we want diversity in our gut. So the, the idea was a lot of probiotics out there were saying we should get a we should make a product that has 15 different strains in it because that's creating diversity. Well, what happened is these products, we call them like the kitchen sink formula type of products. Actually, what was happening, they, there was a study that was done in UC Davis. They took 16 children's probiotics that had all these different strains on them and found only one of them met label claims. So what's happening is all these companies are throwing all their strains into one vat. They're growing them together. And what's happening is one strain may take over another strain. So that, that strain that was on the label actually wasn't in the product. Or even worse, in my opinion, is two strains can now create a brand new strain that has never been studied. We don't know anything about safety. Um, so it's, it's really important that a product is DNA verified. We've done ours where they're DNA verified. They make sure that what is actually on our label is actually in our product after manufacture. And so that's really, really important. And that is being missed by, you know, probably the overwhelming majority of people out there. So these bacillus strains are really important to be DNA verified. Um, and that the, the spore-based probiotics generally start with the word bacillus in it. You are absolutely correct. Nice. That was great. Great information. And like kudos to you guys on such fantastic quality control in the manufacturing and being willing to do the research and the studies and all the testing. That's awesome. A lot of, a lot of confidence for people who use your products in that sense. Now, I want to kind of pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about like the gut 
gut-brain interaction, gut-brain access a little more. I know we talked about it a, a bit in the beginning that neurotransmitters are produced in the digestive tract. We have the vagus nerve that's communicating between the gut and the brain, and there's just so much connection. We're seeing just an explosion right now of people as they get older with, with dementia, memory issues, early set Alzheimer's, and, and just general feeling like there's some brain fog and fatigue happening. How can probiotics help in this particular situation? Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up again, because I think it's really worth talking about and expanding that the gut and brain are talking to each other all the time through the vagus nerve. It's the largest you know, nerve in our body. And it's basically sending signals from the brain to the gut and the gut to the brain. And so when we have that butterfly feeling in our stomach, that's because the brain is sending signals to the gut. You know, when we start, when we're nervous about something and you have to go to the bathroom sooner, that's because the brain is sending signals to the gut. And we know that the, it goes both ways. So, um, and like you had said, Neuro, these very important neurotransmitters are produced in our gut. So serotonin, which is the happy hormone, 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut. For so many years, people were focusing on the brain. And I think that, I think a lot of like psychiatrists have had their hands tied because they're using SSRIs and, um, you know, other anti-anxiety medicines. And they're really not having much luck because they've been focusing on the brain rather than focusing on the gut. And, um, that's super important. And so, one of the things that um, we have found is that brain inflammation, there's two huge offenders to gut health. One of them is those LPS toxins that I talked about earlier, when they seep out into the bloodstream, could cause inflammation in the brain. So that inflammation coming from LPS toxins is a huge offender to our brain health from Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, you know, anxiety, depression, all of these mood disorders that we are faced with. I mean, now children are faced with this. It's at an epidemic level. It's just, as a mother of three, it's, it's so hard to see that. And so we know that there's, that's one cause. The other cause of brain inflammation are these external stressors that we deal with on a daily basis that we unfortunately can't get rid of. You know, we get an email, we have deadlines, you know, we're in a fight with a loved one, you get cut off by someone in traffic. These external stressors, depending on who we are and what our gut bacteria looks like, we handle those better than other people. And, you know, and, and what we found out is that, um, we know that if you have more of this bifidolongum 1714 strain in your gut, you are one of those people that can handle stressors better. You're able, your cortisol levels are down. And so that's why we, we launched a product recently with this bifidobacterium longum 1714, which is called a psychobiotic. It's a new category of probiotics. We brought the spore-based probiotics, which was a new category of probiotics. Now there's all this research on psychobiotics, which is basically a probiotic that is supporting the friendly bacteria that's associated with you know, your gut-brain access and your cognitive function. So not only is it helping with you know, being able to handle stress, but it's also helping you get more into that theta wave. It's helping change brainwave activity. We know that it's helping us get more like into that flow state um, with the more of the 1714 strain. Um, we also know that it's helping just with cognitive function, you know, being able to do presentations better, being able to take exams, be more focused during exams. So that's really exciting. So now with our basic probiotic, our just thrive probiotic and antioxidants, we know we're helping 
having lower the amount of LPS toxins going into the bloodstream, which will help with that brain inflammation. But then now we know with the 1714 strain and our other product called Just Calm, we know that it's helping reduce our cortisol levels or maintain our cortisol levels to healthy levels. We know that it's helping dictate our brainwave activity to more of a theta wave state. We know that it's helping just being able to handle stress. And there are studies, we have studies on this. They were done by APC Cork out of Ireland, Cork Island, where we're showing that these people who have higher levels of 1714 are able to handle stress better. And all of these solutions are actually being found in our gut not in our brain. And I think that's what's the key. And this is so exciting for people who are dealing with, you know, these mental health disorders is that we've been looking in the wrong place all these years. We need to be focusing on our gut health. And, and I think that's part of why we have this epidemic level of, you know, anxiety, depression is because we live in this world that's so offensive to our gut health and we haven't been focusing our, our gut health. So um, that gut-brain axis is really important. Again, serotonin is produced in our gut, 90% of it. Dopamine is produced in our gut. GABA, the calming hormone, is produced in our gut. Um, Really, really important to be focusing on our gut, not just for digestive issues, but for our brain health and our mental health as well. Nice. That's a great answer. When I think about cognitive health, I mean, it's so clear it needs to be gut health focused. What is your take on the importance of circadian rhythms too and light and stuff like that? Has that come into any of your guys' protocols, research, or learnings around this stuff? Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of that personally. Um, We haven't done research about the circadian rhythms, but we do know that, I mean, of course, all sleep is so important. I forgot to even mention that that's one of the biggest offenders of our gut health is not getting enough sleep. It's really, obviously, I'm sure you talk about this all the time, how important sleep is for our overall health. But um, definitely, you know, getting out, waking up in the morning, getting sunlight right away. Um, I try to do that on most mornings. I forgot to mention that. You mentioned you walk, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's better to do it right when you wake up in the morning and sometimes still a little bit too cold. So, but yeah, I think that's a huge, huge point and I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think it's very interesting when we're talking about like serotonin production and that's like driven largely by the gut, but also by light through our eyes. Like morning sunshine in the eyes causes the brain to produce serotonin that then later in the day gets converted to melatonin. So it's like these inputs are fascinating how they're coming in through the food we eat, the light on our skin, keeping ourselves in contact with these rhythms. And it's it's beautiful. I'm glad we're figuring it out. It's going to be a lot of solutions for, for people. So kind of to start to wrap this up a little bit, like what are some of the things that you believe our listeners should be taking away from this conversation, like some high level summary points or other things that you would like to mention that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things I'd like to have the listeners just focus on is just that the gut is really so important. I mean, all of the different things we're doing, eating really clean and eating healthy and getting lots of different nutrients. Again, if our gut is inflamed, it's not absorbing those nutrients. So I would say to really try to focus on gut health as much as possible and then, you know, introduce all these other, you know, therapies that you're working on. But if we really need to focus on the gut. And then, um, and then I always tell people, I really try to tell people this just to give themselves grace, you know, start introducing one thing at a time and don't beat yourself up if you're off, you know, you're off of it for a while, whether it's the probiotic, whether it's a clean eating regimen, just give yourself grace and go back on it. Um, but just 
you know, really, if you're listening to this podcast, you're so much, you know, so much further ahead than so many people out there. And I just think it's so great that if you're listening, that you have taken the time to educate yourself. And um, I just, I think that's amazing. And I just love this trend of health and wellness. Um, I think over the last two years, I think so many people have realized we need to take health into our own hands. And the first place to start is your gut health. And then just to keep educating yourself but with podcasts like yours and doing research. I know our blog, um, we spend a lot of our resources in researched articles just to educate people because one of our core values is empowerment. I'm so passionate about empowering people to take control of their health and to really start to understand what are the drivers for you to be healthy and to feel your best. Nice. Well, I, I think your message was very clear, certainly to me throughout this conversation. Gut health is a focus, if not the focus for improving your health. And I'm grateful that you have these great products that people can also try out. And for everyone listening, do know there's going to be links directly in the show notes to your products. And you were gracious enough to offer our listeners some discount codes as well. So those will be in the show notes for this episode. And they can also find you at which website? JustThriveHealth.com. Okay. Just Drive Health. And that's where you can find Tina and all her amazing products. And of course, their research blog and stuff to learn more. So Thanks for coming on today and sharing your wisdom. I know we probably could go even deeper, but I think this was a really good cut on helping people really just start to think about what's important as it relates to gut health and maybe some of the smaller distinctions when it comes to product selection that can make a big difference. And um, people also start to research that LPS stuff that Tina was looking into and, and talking about today. It'll really open your eyes to everything she was sharing. And it's amazing how our immune system interacts with our gut and all this inflammation cascade can really be helped so Tina, thanks for coming on today and sharing your wisdom. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Anthony. Bye-bye. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.